0: Select Irish on F1 of 4 and every week we chat to an artist about the first gig they ever went to. This week I'm joined by Luanne Parle. Hello. Hello Louise, how are you? Very good, thank you so much for chatting to us. So what was the first gig you ever went to?
2: So my first gig was in 1999 in the Olympia Theatre, so it was Picturehouse. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was a huge fan and I had heard Sunburst. I think it was on the radio, mm-hmm. So I gathered up all my friends in Wicklow town. We hired a little minibus up to the Olympia. And um, yeah, just it was brilliant.
0: brilliant, You were very well organised. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, because we
2: were from Wicklow, it was a little bit more difficult to get into Mm -hmm. the city. Yeah, so um, we just hired the minibus and off we went. And then we went regularly. We followed them all around the place. And after that, we were huge fans.
0: (laughs) What was it about the gig that you kind of connected with?
2: I think, you see, we all played in the band together as well. Um, and I think it was just great to be in the Olympia, mm-hmm. surrounded by um, so many, like, it was great to hear the fans singing all the words of the songs. I remember that really was kind of what we were struck by. Um, they knew everything, like, you know, the picturehead fans were really like they were bands, mm. and um it was a great the atmosphere was amazing the band were fab Um Dave Brown had a great um way of connecting with the audience and you know he would kind of get down on the stage and sing to them sing all the words and um yeah so it was it was great it was and it was just nice to kind of be part of that mm. you know uh, at the time we were only like in teens so um and then watching it we were kind of as as a band you know we've playing probably more like pubs than that at that stage and um you know we were looking at the at the lads and saying oh my god you know this is this is what we want to do <laughs> so yeah at
0: that point how long had you been in the band for
2: so well i started really young um I had signed my first record deal when I was 12. Wow. And then after that, um, I went back to school. So I had recorded an album and the album was put out. So kind of around 12, 13, and there was a few little gigs around that time. And then um, I put the band together uh, and it was my, my brother was in the band. My, my two brothers actually at one point were in the band. And then it was like, you know, friends from school, my best friend Elaine played the keyboards and we sang together. And... So I think it was pretty, I'd say I was about 14, maybe somewhere fourteen, fifteen. Um And then that kind of kept going throughout. I was, I think maybe, yeah, I was 19 when I signed to Sony then. So probably it was about four or five years we were going for. And it was, mm. you know, it was a great way to learn. And mm-hmm. it was a great way to just really learn how to be a performer,
0: I think. Yeah. Do you remember your first mm. gig that you did yourself?
2: So... I can't pinpoint the very first Well, The very, I suppose, if you call it a gig, was um, my first performance, Mm -hmm. and there's a video of it on YouTube, I was six. And um, that would be the first performance. Then after that, I was just constantly performing. But I think the first one I... The first big performance, say, when I had signed to Sony was in 2002 and it was 02 in the park. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. It went for a few years. Yeah, I was in Phoenix Park. Um,
0: So that was kind of the first, I suppose, big one, you know. So you've always been kind of performing. Did you ever get nerves or do you ever remember having nerves?
2: Um. I do, I would still get nervous but I would kind of call it good nerves mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't be you know detrimental nerves and it wouldn't stop me from getting up on stage but they would be kind of you know you'd feel that like adrenaline and you'd feel just that little bit nervous um, because you, you want it to go well yeah. you know you always want mm-hmm. the gig to you, you want to put on a, a good show so I think they would be those kind of nerves um, and I would like those few minutes to myself you know in the dressing room just before a gig mm-hmm. just to kind of gather my thoughts and and um and get into the right headspace i think but um from i i never remember i think it was a very natural thing um for me to be on stage because i, I was so young when i started mm-hmm. um so i would i would feel very comfortable on stage um but yeah still still get those slight little nerves though
0: have you any favourite memory from performing somewhere? Favourite memories.
2: Um, I think probably when I opened for Elton John in um, nice. in the Hammersmith Apollo, and um, I opened for him three nights, and I remember. I remember being nervous the first night of that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was proper, proper, <laughs> proper a big one, yeah. That was a big one, yeah. Um, and then, as I think as well, when you're opening for somebody, you're very aware that they're not your audience, so mm-hmm. you know you want them to like it as well, of and course. you want them to, yeah. But um, so I think the first night I was probably a little bit maybe too nervous to really enjoy it. But by the third night, I was absolutely loving it, um, and I think that was probably a really standout moment because the Hammersmith Apollo is such an incredible venue Um, and it's looks very big when you're on stage and looking out Uh, so definitely I think that was probably a standout It was probably gig anyway
0: It was probably nice to have the three nights because then you could kind of, as you say kind of settle into it and kind of get to really enjoy it Yeah
2: Absolutely Yeah, yeah but it definitely took the
0: the three (laughs) (laughs) That's understandable to be fair Yeah (laughs) But you are back also with brand new music as well You're going to be releasing a new single Forever In My Mind on the 24th of November This Mm -hmm. was written with Mark Kaplan too wasn't it
2: yes yeah myself and mark wrote the song together um about a year ago i think now yeah so um it was during well during covid i i took a lot of courses and one of the courses i did was uh with berkeley online so producing because i'd always been on the other side you Mm -hmm. know in front of the mic And I picked up a lot of little tips and tricks along the way, working with a lot of different producers. But when I was forced, I suppose, I suppose when we were all kind of forced to stop and I couldn't get into a studio. And for me, it was really important, you know, because I'm writing all the time and I want to get in and I want to be able to record what I've written. Mm -hmm. So I set up the studio at home. And really, I don't know why it took me so long. I probably should have done this years ago. But um, it kind of forced me to do that, which was a really good thing. And... Then I would start... Well, I, I suppose, as I said, I'm always writing. So mm-hmm. I would do a lot of Zoom co-writes at that point, um, which was amazing because I, I don't know if we'd ever thought of that before as well. Um, so I could just go into the sitting room, pop my laptop up, and I could be writing with Helen's over in um, Los Angeles or um, there was another guy, Aaron Allen, in Canada. And it was great for that. So it was during that time, myself and Mark, um, we were doing a lot of writing together. And um, so we had written this song, and then sure he's only in um, Bolton, last yeah he's so, only down the road, um, <laughs> he only <laughs> down the road. So uh, then we got into the studio to record it, which was great. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a song that I I really have loved since we wrote it, and I kind of always thought I need to I need to get this out there, I need to put it out. And, um, yeah, so this this kind of feels like the right time now to... Because I haven't released new music since uh, 2020 was the last album. Um, yeah, that was Never Say Goodbye. So this will be the first new music I've put out since then.
0: Did you feel you kind of needed that break?
2: I did, uh, to be honest. And I think when when COVID happened, it forced me to stop. And before that, nothing had ever stopped. Like the show goes on, you know, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, And that was the first time, I think, in my whole life, because I've been performing since I was so young, that it forced me to stop. But what it did was it forced me to focus on other things, like getting my studio up and running Mm -hmm. um, and really enjoying the writing process without, Mm -hmm. I suppose, having the, um, the pressure of selling shows because, you know, you're constantly booking shows and I would tour a lot outside of Ireland and there's a lot of work goes into that. You know, you're, you're booking those shows a year or two in advance and you're promoting them. So this really gave me a chance to just write and learn, kind of really learn how to record and arrange and produce, um, which i had been doing, I suppose, producing in the studio, but not actually behind the desk. Um, so it gave me a chance to to really focus on that. And I've, I'm working on a lot of different projects. There's um, a solo album, then there's a joint collaborative album I have with Clive Barnes. Mm-hmm. There's an EP I'm working on with Mal Tuhi from the Rip Tide Movement. Um, so there's a lot of different styles as well. Like mm-hmm. the, the the EP or the album I'm working on with Clive is kind of more rootsy Americana. Um, and uh, so there's, you know, a lot of different um a lot of different styles and um, I've been working a lot with sync as well um, so myself and Hal Linz who played with Darth Straits. for many years he was a guitarist with Daryl Streets um, I was work- I've been working with Hal on a lot of kind of sync so more focused on oh. sync with, you know, with TV and film and that kind of thing so it's definitely given me a chance to, to develop all of that
0: mm-hmm. you know It sounds like you really mm-hmm. enjoy that collaborative um, yeah. area as well
2: I do, I absolutely love it, and I've kind of always spoken about that that um you know when you bring somebody else into the mix, you have everybody has their own style and their own style of playing and writing, but bring somebody else into it, they bring their mm-hmm. style and influences into it, and it just can really change the whole dynamic and just by adding like a little word or a chord change or something that you would never think of
0: and and I love that, I just love it, it just. I can't tell you how happy it makes me. <laughs> yeah. So the brand new single, Forever in My Mind, is out the twenty fourth of November. But you're going to let us play it tonight, aren't you?
2: Yes, and this is the <laughs> first play. This will be the first
0: time it's ever heard. So I'm so excited about that. Excellent. Where's the best place people can keep up to date with everything you're up to? So I suppose the best place would be the website, which is LuanParl
2: dot com. And then I'm on everything. Facebook and I've just recently set up a TikTok. Mm. Uh, I was late to that one. Um <laughs> So it's Instagram, Facebook, all of them. They're all on, all the links are there and you can hear all the music on Spotify. And um, yeah, there's a little shop there where you can buy merch and everything on the website. So I think that's probably the best place. Excellent. Would you like to introduce the song for us? Oh, sure I will. (laughs) So uh, this is my new single, Forever In My Mind. Definitely 104.